coming up in this week's episode. Like growing vegetables and stuff, you can see your progress, which is definitely a big part of like um, engaging with your mental health to see that there is benefits from taking the time to relax. Welcome back to The Student Show, the podcast for students by students. I'm your host Holly and in today's bonus episode we're going to chat about mental well-being. In this episode I'm joined by Oma McClure, Executive Director, and Laura Malm, an Outreach Manager from Pure Mental NI. Would you guys like to tell us about how Pure Mental NI started? Yeah, definitely. So um, in the at the start of the upper sixth year, um, which was about two years ago now, um, Matthew Bunt Matthew Taylor and Jay Bunton um, started Pure Mental after um, around 14 years of formal education and not having enough um, preparation for their own well-being and um, mental health education. So Pure Mental was initially started to um, initiate mental health education in schools and start um, early integration processes um, with regards to mental health. So let's start with discussing how the Students' Union and yourselves at Pure Mental raise awareness about the importance of student mental health. So within the Students' Union, the VP for Tourism's Town and the VP for Sport and Wellbeing at UUSU created the Student Mental Health Action Plan. So that ensured that the increased inclusion of mental health in Northern Ireland Assembly discussions. So some of the points were included in that was asking for student mental health resources and funding to be prioritised, which is really important in today's society. And for the Northern Ireland Assembly to ensure student representatives sit on forums that deliberate topics related to student mental health and to overall improve student financial stability so that no student faces for mental health as a result of partaking in third level education and obviously being a student and being through most of the process of education I think most of all the points there's obviously a few more but all the points are really important on that and um, with yourselves having a presence on Twitter you know how does that help your mental you know raise awareness and kind of target some of the issues that like MLAs and stuff are talking about so really on Twitter would be um, basically addressing the MLAs and um, politicians directly, just to, um, basically mention some of the stuff that they've mentioned, ask them about it and raise the questions that need to be asked surrounding what they're saying with regards to young people's mental health. Yeah, that's one of the great things about technology nowadays, but we have a direct approach. <laughs> they can't really avoid us forever when we're literally yeah. <laughs> And you guys have a podcast too, the Experimental Podcast and the Career Service Podcast. So um, how do you get on with them? What do you, what do you discuss in them for students listening and listening to? Yeah, I was just thinking this is a bit different for me to be on the other side of the podcast. <laughs> but um, yeah, the Experimental Podcast with the panellists that went on from April, yeah, April last year until about November, December. And there we discussed issues like social media, exam stress. We had um, Jude Kennedy on, who was, um, he's like a YouTuber. He does a load of exam tips and techniques and like revision techniques as well. Um, social media, uh, LGBTQ plus issues. We started a mini series that unfortunately we didn't get to finish, but um, hopefully we will finish in the future. Um, 
what else um academic yeah academic pressures um all really important so they are yeah and sometimes even if you don't if you haven't really you been that aware of them tune into a podcast that discusses them makes you realize how important these issues are it's just because they don't affect you doesn't mean they're not affecting like your friends and your family members and all Um, yeah it definitely helps to have like young people discussing Mm -hmm. the issues that you're um going through definitely we've got a lot of feedback saying it's definitely helped a lot it's it's well the peer mental podcast itself is funny well we try to make it funny because it's just a group of young people just talking about the issues mm-hmm. yeah something everyone can kind of relate to and as well as that the careers one where you chat to people who are in the sort of unconventional careers nowadays I think that's really important because when I was at school there was such a pressure to you know be the conventional be in the careers and if you're not in that they're not particularly like just interested and that's literally the end of it they're not interested and so I think that's so important just to even hear that especially for young people because that's obviously such a mix thing when you're so young your career seems like you know I mean like it's either made or break like if you don't get it you know you're screwed basically yeah definitely with the career service um We've had guests on like Gary McEldowney, who's uh, started Slim's Healthy Kitchen, Morning Martha, Output Espresso, all, so he's a restaurateur. And um, yeah, a lot of people consider hospitality just like a passing career, mm-hmm. passing um, like a part-time job, basically. So um, yeah, it was great to hear that like um, there is a career in hospitality if you want to make it. And especially in like high school, um, you're definitely pushed towards a certain direction, like a doctor lawyer all the typical careers but um there are definitely other ways out there and I know you're Ulster University so I'm not sure whether to say this but um there are other routes than university um but um yeah and then we've also had um someone from the Anfield Rap which is like a podcast podcast group and he was a marketing manager so um yeah he's talking about doing journalism at university and then um, moving over to the marketing side so it's, it's good to see that there is um, like the career press progressions in people is very interesting so um, yeah basically to see their career where they have went um, from specific points yeah it's very interesting isn't it um, another really important thing when it comes to the topic of mental well-being is to partake in like events or things that improve your mental well-being like that's so important especially this past year lockdowns to do things that actually make you happy um so at the McGee campus the VP for McGee Ryan has created a student well-being garden so students engage with others and grow their own projects which I think is so so interesting I've never heard of anything like that before in that sense that you could actually I mean I think in primary school and maybe like growing your own vegetables but it gives you a chance to just engage with nature and just uh-huh. um, basically see what you're doing like growing vegetables and stuff you can see your progress which is definitely a big part of like um, engaging with your mental health to see that mm-hmm. there is benefits from taking the time to relax and taking the time to just um, do what you like to do. Yeah, give yourself that time out. It's just, in a sense, and even if it is growing your own, like, produce, that means that something that's going to be, like, healthy and, like, better for your body anyway. 
And I think it's just important. I even find that myself just taking like an hour a day to exercise or do whatever I want to. Yeah, so, put the phone down and just yeah. basically disconnect from all the distractions. <laughs> What's up with you, do, Laura? Do you exercise? Do you watch TV, read books? Oh, yeah, mine is books. So I love like just getting a book and then escaping into it. So I get to be somebody else for like half an hour or an hour or whatever. Um, but even just going outside, especially at night, I love just sitting in the sun for like 10 minutes. Just kind of do even on in your head at the minute. So yeah. Yeah, it's really good just to just get from fresh air really, isn't it? <laughs> Being out of the house never been so exciting. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You have to dress yeah. up to go to the shops now. It's great. <laughs> yeah. So in regards to peer mental in school committees and the Young People's Wellbeing Council, how does these initiatives help, you know, the conversation around mental health and, you know, the resources available? How does it help you guys, like, ensure the resources are what students and young people really need? As it just... Yeah, the in-school committees... Um... They're almost the first time that young people really come into contact with peer mental. Well, not, not hopefully not in the future because we have our toolkits as well. But they're a really great way for young people to get involved in almost like a form of activism within their school. So they take the idea of the the committee and they form almost like a student council, and they all come together and talk about issues that matter to them, specifically around mental health. Um, a lot of them are growing every year, um, and the young people really love it because almost like they're taking charge and they're getting involved in their school and making decisions that impact them but also make sure that decisions that are made by staff and other people in their school benefit them because obviously they're the ones most affected. Um, with the Young People's Wellbeing Council it's one of our newest initiatives Um, we've launched it just in February there and so far it's been really really great. We've had meetings with the um, mental health champion for this year Professor Siobhan O'Neill and it's a really great way for young people from a wider range of age and background. So it's from age 14 to 22. So everybody comes together and we just kind of chat about issues that matter to them, specifically around policy. So it's about actually taking those issues up to the highest level of government in Northern Ireland and hopefully trying to make a change and making sure that any policy that's brought in works for young people. Um, and it gets young people involved in politics as well because it's a really important part of being a citizen is to challenge leadership and to make sure that you know they're working for you and, and everything works for young people so yeah it's a really interesting way to get young people involved it is and it's great that young people even if they are in their friendship groups or whatever and they're discussing something that's affecting them they know they have that opportunity to bring it up and to make a difference because yeah this it's good to have that platform essentially isn't it yeah, absolutely. I mean, a big thing that I hear a lot is like, we should give young people a voice, but really young people already have a voice. They just need a platform and they need empowered to use it. So it's really great to, even when you hear the conversations that they have, like sometimes people think that young people are, you know, they just don't know or they have no idea what they need. But when you hear them actually discuss the issues, it's like, whoa, you know, it's, they're really wise beyond their years. So it's really, really important to get young people involved. Yeah. I know I think that some people do think that young people just because they're young they don't like nothing really affects them I don't know I just think that they just think that we're literally robots and nothing would affect us because we haven't got like a house and car and 
children yeah. before, do you know what I mean? Like nothing of impact us. So I think okay. it, it probably is really interesting to hear all different things and to help, you know, resolve them issues. Um, I also think it's worth noting some of the resources that young people can access Ulster University to receive support, such as the UUSU Advice Bureau and the Student Wellbeing, and also our BP for Education, the Co. Had provided some study tips on social media around like exam stress and anxiety, similar to what you guys were saying like in the podcast. So um, obviously, you guys do some something similar on your Instagram. Is that one of the best platforms for you to like communicate to young people and to help them when they're feeling stressed about certain things and to give them some sort of advice? In a sense? Yeah, definitely. So um, um, the Instagram is definitely our platform with regards to young people i think recently instagram has been um given like basically given the name for activism with within young people so there's like so many accounts um promoting different like aspects of activism and um we've definitely engaged that so in our instagram we do um yeah helpful exam techniques stress um tips and then basically just um, try and engage with our young, well, not younger audience, but our audience of young people as much as possible to, um, yeah, basically help them out in times of high stress with exams and um, just generally uh, tips to deal with anxiety, panic attacks, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. I know, because also with, I don't know about you guys, but when it comes to exams, like I was always one of the people that, it's weird I have a technique where I kind of have to like teach myself it in a sense to learn it and then other people like when I was talking to other people and they were saying like you know spider diagrams and cards and stuff and I started doing that and it's actually kind of good because if you have a load of exams at once you can kind of do different techniques for each subject in a sense you know what I mean so it's kind of breaking it up a bit more so you're not spending the whole day just doing one thing to revise all these different subjects I don't know about you but yeah, 100%. Like, it always depends on what works best for the individual. Mm-hmm. Um, I know with me, like, I have to write a to-do list or else nothing's getting done. It'll all just sit in my head and, um, mm-hmm. yeah, nothing is going on paper. But, um, yeah, it, it all depends what works best for you. And it is good to vary stuff up. I know I could never do spider diagrams because I never knew where to start and I never knew where to end. So, like, I didn't know how much information I was writing down. So I just always love using like, colour, being quite honest. I was sitting writing my notes in, like, green and red pen at one stage. It wasn't good. Oh, my God. Yeah. What sort of things did you do, Lauren? Oh, wow. I think I've tried every technique under the sun. <laughs> I stop myself getting bored. <laughs> but mm. I used to use, like, flashcards. And I had, mm. like, a ring I could put them on. So I could just literally flip through them. Um, but I also loved even doing past papers and um, like you said I have to teach myself as well so I would have had to like actually say it out loud or you know say it again and again and again and mm-hmm. go over it and, but yeah it's 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 a lot like <laughs> and even when you were saying about the anxiety tips and stuff on Instagram I feel like if you are in that position and you, you know we don't really know how to like you know, manage it face on. I think something like that is really useful because sometimes the world of Google gets very, you know, yeah. it gets very deep into it. And sometimes it's all you need is something like that to come up on your feed that, you know, other people 
have like you know, shared and stuff. So do you know what I mean? It just is a little bit more reassuring, in my opinion, as a young person seeing it on yeah. like someone else posting about it in terms of just googling it. <laughs> I feel like it's definitely more engaging as well. So because if mm-hmm. you're, you're like swiping through and you see like one tip that you feel might work for you, then you take that away rather than like sitting through like a Google document thing or of like um. 20 50 tips on how to like improve your mental health or something and they're all like they're like one word and then um like 20 paragraphs after that explaining Mm it yeah i know it can all get very complex very quick (laughs) and then you're like diagnosing yourself with maybe something else and you're looking at deep (laughs) yeah definitely (laughs) um so before we finish today's episode i want to ask you guys how can the public support pure mental? Do you, do you accept donations? Do you um, accept fundraising events? So yeah, um, currently we're um, sort of having a funding drive sort of at the minute. Um, mm-hmm. We're looking for um, donations for our toolkits that we're hoping to get produced and put into schools uh, for primary one to primary three currently uh, with the hopes to um, go further. Um, our donation link is in our um, Instagram bio, as well as um, it should be on Facebook and Twitter as well, somewhere, if you can find it. Um, and then if you just give us a follow on all our social medias, up your mental and I on everything as far as I'm aware. And yeah, just follow the work that we'll be doing. And that's all the support we can ask for, I hope, I think. That's perfect. Okay, so thank you so much for joining me today, Owen and Lauren, to discuss mental well-being and the amazing work your mental and I is doing. Um, if you are listening and you want to hear things that my previous, previous guests and I do to maintain our mental well-being, check out our previous episodes such as the representation episode in season three. Until the next episode, take care. Bye.